tell you about a man called Moses. I think he's the mostest. That took the Israelites across the Red Sea. Despite leading them to freedom, they still didn't like him at all. Looks like Yahweh's gonna have to lay down the law. Laws of Leviticus. Because you're dirty kids. Laws of Leviticus. You filthy miss. Let's talk about some of the laws of Leviticus. 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 Rule number one. Women are filthy. Pretty much most of the time. They got fountains in their panties, boys. And not the good kinds. Well, actually, the red kind. There's no, there's no good kind either. Unless you're married. And even then, I'm not, I'm not particularly enthused about it. Uh, what else? Let's see. Oh yeah, don't lie with other dudes the way you would lie as women. I don't know why exactly I care about that. I mean, you would think if the women were so disgusting that uh, lying with dude is just what you do to be on the safe side. I mean, you know, I want to lie with a woman, but they're so filthy. They're mostly in baths all the time, and also I don't think we're allowed to bathe with them. Uh, anyway, these laws define my morality. Leviticus, Leviticus, come on baby, give me a Leviticus. On the lips, no don't, you filthy woman. Go take your bloody fountain and get it away from me. I'm trying to be holy, away from your bloody holy. It's the laws of Leviticus. Ooh, yeah. Who needs to write songs when you can poorly ad-lib them? Hi, everybody. My name is Jesse Dram, and this is the Kill Your Gods podcast. And we are still in the middle of Bible Month. And this day we are talking about the book of Leviticus, which is a lot of rules. Most of them are about how filthy human beings are. God's a germaphobe. That's what I'm getting away from this. My guest is comedian Cecily Alexandra. Check out all her stuff. She has a book called Vagina Strong, which, uh, I have nothing to add other than fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, come check me out all this month. Friday, I will be at the Flying Fish Brewery in Somerdale, New Jersey. And then the Thursday after that, I'll be at Pearly Bakers in Eastern Pennsylvania. And then the Sunday after that, July 31st, I will be at the Al Ann Club doing a fundraiser for those guys. It's going to be a great show. Come on out. You might have heard me mention before that uh, we go... Today, yeah, we go today. I was supposed to have my first show in New York City at the Broadway Comedy Club. I would like to thank them for inviting me and Anthony Pascal. Uh, mental illness is real, and this uh, six foot two, two hundred and thirty pound, thirty four year old male was uh, too scared to go under in a tunnel. Uh, what if I get stuck? 
More importantly, though, just, uh, yeah, panic attacks, anxiety. It sucks. I need a therapist. I'm going to look into that more. I, yeah, all I can say for that is, uh, yeah, don't rest on your laurels. Don't hide in fear from the world. Uh, brains suck sometimes, but they can be unsucked and unfucked. So work on your brain. That's what I'm going to try to do. I got to get over this damn... Agoraphobia, travel phobia, I, I, I don't know. I got a big trip coming up to Woodstock uh, in two months. I'm really not worried about that. Just something about New York City. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, just sends me into a rolling panic. That's okay. It's not like I'm trying to be a comedian and it's not like New York City is the global headquarters of comedy. What? <laughs> But yeah, so this is the Kill Your God podcast. I'm working on my brain. We got Leviticus with Cecily Alexandra. Next week, we will be back for the Book of Numbers. Then we're going to go away from the Bible for a little bit. We're going to get back to our roots. We are going into books, and I don't know when we're coming away from books. Also, I might change the name of the podcast again, because uh, Kill Your Gods. Let me tell you one thing. One, people who are fond of gods don't like killing them. Number two algorithms do not like the word kill so the old jest man might have fucked up on that one uh i hate infinite jest hate you would think gets filtered no doesn't so we're going to be getting back into books i'm going to be coming up with a new name to change the podcast and we're going to have some long-term like projects here like literally uh all of harry potter we're going to do some young adult stuff. I'm sure we're going to get into Game of Thrones. And that's probably what this podcast is going to be. I think these side episodes, if you guys make me popular enough that there's a demand, I'll do the side episodes like this. I'll finish the Bible on Patreon or something. I don't know. Got to make some money from this thing. But yeah, we're going to get back into books. And this podcast is going to go back to what it was in the first place. A begrudging book club. Um, Infinite Jest, I kind of fucked up by doing the most popular kind of that book right away and there's really nowhere else to go so again hey maybe it gets popular enough i can do on patreon i can do ulysses i can do gravity's rainbow a fan wrote in and told me to do uh remembrance of things past and swan's way by proust yeah i can knock that out in two episodes what do you think for four thousand pages why not but uh yeah so we're gonna be getting into some deep fandoms books and fandoms so we're gonna do harry potter I'm sure we're going to do Twilight. Not only have I never read any of those things, but at least as far as Twilight and uh, being a man, and as far as Harry Potter being a 34-year-old man, I am not the target audience. So this ought to be fun. So I'll be having, you know, the funniest people I know, and I'll, I'm sure I'll be getting some real diehard Harry Potter fans that you know from other media to come on and talk about it and read along with me. So, yeah, I guess that'll be a a second soft reboot of this podcast. Try to figure it out. But for now, I know you want to talk about the horrible book of Leviticus. Thankfully, my guest, Cecily Alexandra, is not. She has a religious background. And yeah, it's just a good episode. Just listen. Kill Your God's podcast. Uh, third episode... In July 2021, the book of Leviticus. 
ladies, stop being so filthy. Cause piss has got off. All right, we are back once more, the Kill Your Gods podcast. We've been through Genesis. We've been through Exodus. We will get to numbers, but right now we are taking a stop at Leviticus. And joining me for that, uh, I'm very excited to have her here today. Cecily Alexandra, how are you doing? I am doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you and I talked about, well, you know, before I get into anything, let us know anything. Where can we find you on social media? Anything you have to promote right now? Um, you can find me on social media under Cecily the Great, C-E-C-I-L-Y the Great. Um, that's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and I have a website, cecilyalexandria.com. And I put like show dates and any podcasts I've been on is on there as well. So you can find out a lot about me and where to buy my book, all the things, all the things are on my webpage. Could you tell us about your book a little bit? What, what was the what was the book? Um, my book is called Vagina Strong, Face, Sex, and Life <laughs> Through the Journey of a Virgin. So it's a... Va- uh, Vagina Strong is such yeah. a good... You know, every, <laughs> every now and again, you hear something in art and just two words that nobody thought to put together. <laughs> and they're so much stronger, vagina stronger, than the sum of their <laughs> vagina parts. <laughs> Yeah, so um, it's a fun, you know, a little fun read, a short hundred something pages and just my kind of journey with faith and kind of the decisions I've made in my uh, personal life and all the things. Um, So that's where that comes from. (laughs) Yeah, very exciting. Everybody go check out Vagina Strong. Um, (laughs) So you and I don't know each other particularly well. I'm sure we've met a, a few times, you know, doing comedy. Yeah. It kind of mm-hmm. happened. But uh, when I was looking for somebody specifically to talk about Leviticus and you chimed in saying, oh, I am particularly interested in Leviticus. And here we are. So not getting into anything uncomfortable you don't want to get into. Also not giving away the contents of your wonderful book, Vagina Strong, available now, Cecily Alexander. <laughs> um, what, what was your uh, specific religious background and what is it about Leviticus in particular that stands out to you? Um, so my religious background is um, I come from a Pentecostal background, the Black Pentecostals. Um, <laughs> um, and I grew up through Pentecostal. Then I went to a uh, Christian college in the South and have continued on. Um, I don't currently go to church. I haven't been in a while, um, but um, yeah. And now I've forgotten the other part of your question. Oh, why is Leviticus? Why do I yeah. like Leviticus? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where am I going with this? Um, Leviticus, I really just like um, a good portion of it just seemed practical. 
Mm. Um, so there are certain um, aspects of it that I'm like, oh, I get it. Like maybe, I, I guess I'll just tell you, um, there's, a, there's a part where uh, it's written that if your house has mold in it, Mm. You have to leave the house, have it professionally cleaned, essentially, and come back. You do If it happens again, you do the same thing. The third time it happens, burn the whole thing down. Like, <laughs> and although that's not practical now in, you know, 2021 or whatever, it still makes sense to me because something's wrong. Like, Something is like inherently wrong because like, obviously you can get mold anywhere for, you know, if there's enough moisture happening so you can fix that. But then there's a point where if it's just coming back all the time and you, mm. there is no solution for it, like you're wasting your time, you're wasting your energy. And so that kind of stuff um, is That's where I'm like, oh, this makes sense. Mm -hmm. um in a practical even though it's not practical now but in yeah. some practical I, way no i get what you mean and that, that is a very good lesson to learn as a matter of fact i'm i'm working on a book right now and i would say the overall theme for that book is uh give up on your dreams so it is a little <laughs> like maybe on the third attempt just burn it down and be happy with your day job but uh yeah it's it's strange this Again, I haven't gotten into the rest of the books of the Bible yet. These are all like first time reads for me, aside from obviously popular culture. People know about Moses. They know about Exodus mm -hmm. and a lot of Genesis. But uh, this is weird because this is the first book we have where there's not much narrative to it. It's more like a back and forth yeah. conversation mm -hmm. between you know Moses, write this down. Um, but uh, also the fact that the laws laid down are both some of the most practical and impractical <laughs> on either side. Cause like, for, first off, they're about 3000 years early on the, everybody wash your hands. You're filthy. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, but then they also have a lot of, uh, there, there's a lot of playing and blood happening for, uh, too much. I'll say too much for my own personal <laughs> taste. Yeah. But, but uh, maybe we should dive right into it. So first off, uh, Leviticus comes from the Latin, which is also Leviticus, uh, comes from the Greek Luticon, referring to the priestly tribe of the Israelites, Levi. Hence, this is more an actual uh, translation as the laws of the priests. And that's a lot of what we're going to get there. So I'm going to read through this. And pretty much any time you have anything to say or comment on, just... Uh, chime in and we will talk about it okay. so god speaks from the tabernacle to moses and he talks about burning and killing cows and how it must be a male the sons of aaron sprinkle blood around the altar um i know man is special in the eyes of god man and woman human in the eyes of god but man what is it about every other <laughs> creation that it, they seem like to only exist for us to there's a lot of sacrifice going on in this one. Yeah. That, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I 
that's one of the things where it's just like, yeah, that's what, that was what's required. So we just mm -hmm. do the thing, but I actually have no clue. But um, I'm really you know, curious animals when... are nice. Some of them. No, you'd think I don't like the vegan. snakes though. <laughs> no, snakes are not snakes are not to be trusted. They slither. <laughs> uh, occasionally, they'll turn into one of Moses's staffs. Occasionally, they'll trick you into eating an apple. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. weird but stuff. I'm curious if there aren't any. Like, I know there are such things as fundamentalist Christians, and their entire thing is every word of the Bible is accurate. Like, mm -hmm. so where the sacrifice go? Because sacrifice is so huge. Like. I'm curious if there's uh, I mean, maybe, maybe Jesus says that at some point, I know he kind of like said the forget some of that book, but like, do we get to Jesus? And he's like, guys, knock it. I mean, we see Jesus with the lamb so many times Did Jesus literally pick up that lamb and be like, you don't have to kill him anymore. Is that the origin? Of well, that? my understanding is that Jesus becomes the sacrifice. That's and right. so you don't have to make, those kind of sacrifices anymore because Jesus was the sacrifice. And so I would assume that that's where you kind of stop mm. finding goats to kill and uh, lambs to, you know, cut their, get their blood. That's weird. It is very weird. Um, but like how, yeah. how many of these animals are just hanging? Like they're, they're Jews wandering through the desert, but it seems like they have been unlimited supply <laughs> of four-legged animals just that god is just demanding right yeah uh, um all right unfortunately there's a line here that is uh very serious that we need to get into right away i hate having to point this out leviticus 317 it shall it shall be a perpetual statue for your generations throughout all your dwellings that ye eat neither fat nor blood so I don't know about the fat. Y'all are missing out. Fat is delicious. But uh, <laughs> the, the reason the blood thing is important is that despite this being in, you know, the Hebrew Bible, an explicit order not to eat blood made by God at his most bossy, um, <laughs> most of the conspiracy theories over the generations about Jews all have them drinking or eating blood. Like one of the big arguments used against Jews, like anytime a little kid uh, in like medieval times, a little kid would go missing. They would say they would say that uh, the Jews secretly kidnap Christian kids and use their blood to make matzah, despite it being so. Oh. Well, and this is how familiar are you with the new uh, QAnon stuff? I don't know much about it. I hear it, but I don't know. Well, a, a lot of that stuff is an evolution of the old uh, it's called blood libel uh against mm. the jews saying like oh well they're hurting little kids and torturing them and then drinking their but their adrenochrome which makes them young it, it like literally it, no it's not uh <laughs> e it's not eating vegan it's not supplements it's not plastic surgery they believe these people believe that hollywood people look young forever because they are like drinking children blood and this is, it's crazy because it's right here in the Jewish Bible. Guys, no blood drinking, but. Yeah, that's wild. That's a lot. <laughs> I don't, uh, I was not aware of that uh, bit of information. Um, 
I mean, I feel like drinking blood is not, is a thing that maybe is an okay thing to not do. I mean, occasionally like a steak that's not fully cooked is delicious. Um, you, know but eating... you know something interesting? I thought that when you're getting a rare steak, that's not blood. That is actually like minerals it, like the blood is washed off of it it's just there are pink minerals in there i 100 really i 100 percent thought it was blood too but i saw something recently that said that oh okay so. yeah so yeah i mean i i generally would think that drinking blood is not you know yeah it's it's fake it's fun to play vampire as like a young goth kid but nobody <laughs> really follows through with it yeah um another thing that comes up in a lot of this uh god like i mentioned comes off a little germaphobic in Mm -hmm. a lot of this is going to be what's clean what's unclean if you Mm -hmm. touch anything unclean you are also unclean and uh what is it oh yeah and though it seems like we're going to get into some more relevant things here it immediately goes to and if you touch something unclean or speak something untrue bring another animal and slit its throat in my presence <laughs> or uh, that really does seem to be the uh, when in doubt murder an animal <laughs> yeah huh. i think that's just what they like i don't know when in doubt for me bring me cake you know like <laughs> bring me bring me cookies i don't know i have no idea why I- Somebody should have thought to bring God cake. Yeah. That's what I'm getting here. Like, God, listen, I, I, I know you like the ram's blood, but uh, I <laughs> got have an you ups- tasted this. I have an Chocolate upside cake. down pineapple <laughs> cake. I've been working on it all night, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Yeah. Um, okay. So relevant things. Stealing. Don't do it. So mm-hmm. this is something I found very interesting not having read this part of the bible before because it seems like a lot of this he's reiterating a lot of the ten commandments mm-hmm. but now we're getting a little lawyery because god's even getting like the technicalities like don't steal don't take anything by violence don't deceive your neighbor into taking something from it if you find something lost and lie about it that's still stealing like oh he is mm. not not letting you sneak around on this yeah and so that kind of stuff is practical to me like that makes sense because also like if you steal something like if you take something that's not yours you might get punched in the face right so it's for your own protection it's for your own good like Mm -hmm. it's a good good moral to know it's a good moral to know i mean the consequence god might kill you or you might get punched in the nose well right I mean, that part. (laughs) You're going to get a smiting or a socking. Um, But also says right there, if you get caught stealing, you are to apologize and return it and then burn a ram. So um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm starting to think instead of like apologizing with flowers, maybe we were supposed to give sacrifices this whole time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot our anniversary, baby. This is for you. When you just like break a lamb's neck. (laughs) Oh, good. Uh, yeah, you should try it. <laughs> all right. Um, more stuff about killing and eating the meat. 
Um, one of the things that, this is very interesting. So Aaron and his sons are the high priests. And it keeps getting mentioned here that every time they kill one of these animals, that the, the priests get the meat. And uh, man, he really wants to make sure those boys get their protein. Because again, with all the like, <laughs> just don't be unclean when you eat it. Um, all right. Moses, yeah. get, Moses gathers the Israelites to watch an offering and it's bloody as hell. Soon, mm. God, maybe you picked up on this. It says God smotes one of Aaron's sons. And I'm not, it's not crystal clear what he did wrong. Did that, did that stand out to you? Where is that? Uh, you know what? I really should have put the uh, notes in yeah. here. It, it mentioned something. Oh, I, don't I don't know. I don't know what. Um, I didn't really pay attention to that part. Mm-hmm. Um, like well, what clearly, Aaron, Aaron's clearly. family is doing. Um, but he probably deserved it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just, he, he, he put the ox blood on his left foot and not his right. God's yeah. not going to sit around there. Um, yeah, there are some crazy rules about, like, the priests. Like, if you are not doing your job right and you go into what's called the Holy of Holies mm-hmm. and, like, go into this room, mm-hmm. this holy room, um, they had to like put a little string around your around your like ankle or something uh-huh. so that if you were wrong like if you weren't supposed to be in there like god was like you are unclean or unworthy to be the priest in this moment mm-hmm. like he could kill you but like no one else would go in there because it's like they don't have a right to be in there so they would have to pull you out oh my like string so that's, that's a fun, fun one. I, 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 I've seen that in a bunch of uh, movies, like in Poltergeist, like somebody has to go into an alternate dimension and they tie a rope around their waist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, As far as not being proper in the tabernacle, we get a very explicit uh, don't be drunk in the tabernacle, which is specific. That's a good point. There's a lot of really nice things in there. Mm-hmm. All right. have, you, have you ever been drunk at an at a religious occasion before no no i don't yeah i mean i've not been drunk that often ah. uh so that's like i'm really missed going to like a christian college i really missed out on the like partying the mm. real drunkard drunkenness um mm. i mean i did have a few drinks during that time that I wasn't supposed to, but, um, you know, I like, I never showed up to church or chapel, just, mm-hmm. you know, like hungover, wasted. I mean, if you, if you pregame a wedding, I would consider that <laughs> like, you know, just have a little, you know, a little, little shot of confidence before you go into the house of God. Yeah. <laughs> I had a mimosa before a wedding once, but not enough mimosas to like be drunk yeah i I don't Ooh, you know what (laughs) there's a specific question right there okay don't be drunk in the tabernacle how drunk like (laughs) is there a breathalyzer god is working right (laughs) yeah i mean i think the whatever the legal limit for (laughs) drunkenness (laughs) you know that's that's it 
I mean, hey, uh, as as uh, the Catholics have said in there somewhere, uh, what the laws will be on earth, so shall it be in heaven. So I guess I guess every time they make it, the state of Pennsylvania makes it a little bit lower. They <laughs> they, they change a guidebook in heaven somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a question about all these sacrifices, though, is that God's clearly getting something out of this if we're sacrificing animals to him. What was he doing before Moses? Like it was or well, I okay, I guess uh, Abraham was pretty much before people were sacrificing animals to him. Like what was he getting? He, He was missing out on this. There were no sacrifices coming. Did he create man specifically to sacrifice things to him? Mm, that's like some real you're getting into the deep the deep stuff there I um my understanding I don't actually know what was going on um prior to like the Ten Commandments as far as what um was required because like Adam and Eve was is supposed to be like the perfect perfect thing and then they messed it up for everybody else and then there's just these random stories of people messing up and then then you needed Moses and that's kind of like right he had to he had to clear things up God God didn't want to do another flood he needed somebody (laughs) Uh, this is maybe why we don't have another flood because we're doing this and God doesn't get all or Speaking of, like, you know what? All the animals were supposedly in the Garden of Eden, too. Like, what did they do to end out here getting sacrificed, you know? I know. That's a shame. We were the bad ones, but now, like, you know. um, What a shame. (laughs) So you mentioned before about uh, how practical a lot of this stuff is. We get the thing here of what we're allowed to eat as far as meat and uh, only eat animals with cloven hoof who chew their cud, uh, but don't eat camel, rabbits, or pigs. Fish are fair game, as long as they have fins and scales. Everything is off limits, no shellfish. Um, What I've read about that, actually, is where this actually comes from, is that uh, we know that pigs are pretty much, back then, before proper storage, eating pig flesh, uh, trichinosis was a very Mm. common disease you would get from that. And I think it was also common in shellfish. So this seemed, this wasn't just God arbitrarily being like, you know, don't eat shrimp, but these were actual like risky things to eat. The same way if you're eating oysters now, there's always a chance you'll get a bad plate. Mm, yeah. I thought also like shrimp are like bottom feeders or something. Like they, they eat are. the nasty stuff that, like you probably that was my understanding like mm-hmm. ill but also shrimp are delicious so uh, <laughs> oh and, and you know and another thing to consider at this time is we're also still living in a time before proper sanitation so yeah. there's there's that that's what's on the bottom you don't want to be eating of right so right um something i never really thought of until i read it here uh, oh, by the way, God doesn't just say don't eat these. He says the following birds are an abomination, which is mm. pretty harsh. Uh, eagle, osprey, raven, vulture, owl, nighthawk, cuckoo, swan, pelican, stark, and heron. 
I never really thought like, oh yeah, we're extremely limited with like, there's all these birds out there and we pretty much just eat like chicken and turkey, occasionally a duck or a goose that steps out of line. Some people eat pigeons. Right. There's Um, a other. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I feel, honestly, I've never, I don't know much about what kind of meat an eagle would provide, but I Mm. felt like it would probably be tough and like just like for whatever reason I feel like it would just be muscle like Mm. ew but that's I'm sure that is not why God put that there but it could be it could be half disease prevention it could also just be like god's curating a nice menu for us <laughs> yeah he wants to make sure humanity like you know oh you don't want that part that's it like yeah. talking you away from the two dollar <laughs> steak yeah <laughs> um also banned is weasel mouse tortoise i know some people didn't get the note on that because mm-hmm. people have eaten turtle uh ferret chameleon lizard snail people also eat snails and mole Hmm. yeah i mean they seem like also they kind of eat whatever they can find like the mice and ew (laughs) like city rats and mice and stuff like ew why ill? Rats. I'm sorry. Rats could be good. I mean, rats are eating all the things we're eating. So, you know. That mm, is dirt. Ew. Rats are eating like pizza and stale bagels <laughs> and probably used condoms and stuff. Okay, maybe, I, exactly. maybe, it's, yeah. maybe it's good we don't <laughs> eat rats. Never mind. I come around. <laughs> um, yeah, we gotta gotta wash hands after handling meat. Again, good idea. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now we get interesting. Uh, quote, if a woman give birth to a boy, she is unclean for seven days. On the eighth day, the child will be circumcised. She must purify for 33 days and can't touch anything holy. If she gives birth to a girl, twice as gross, two weeks mm. unclean, purifying for 66 days. Mm. Yeah, coming down pretty harsh on the ladies there. I mean, I, I do have a theory that God just kind of finds women gross. Which, I mean, he's literally saying they're unclean. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I don't have anything for that one. No. Uh, yeah. Oh, and of course, how do you get clean? Sacrificing turtles and pigeons. That's a few steps later. <laughs> Turtle doves. Oh, I thought it said turtles. Okay. No, it's turtle doves. Um, but I don't. I've never given birth, so I don't know the process. Mm. But I feel like women, I feel like we bleed after giving birth, but I don't know how long that is. But I don't think it has anything to do with whether it's a boy or a girl. So I really can't, I honestly have no idea what the uh, intentions are. For like, why, why must I be punished for having a girl who is probably pretty awesome? Like, she might pretty, be. 
she just she just <laughs> she she just got here. You're kind of you're kind of projecting, but that's okay. You're supposed to, um, right? I mean, I guess, but also the the maybe a part of it is because like Eve was the one that made the mm. initial the initial like uh, sin thing like she was the first and then at like then she brought Adam into it and so maybe it's just like we are being punished because of Eve and her and her choices but that's I think that that was the old explanation for uh menstruation and childbirth in general was it was women being punished it's like all right well this is this is going to be rough for you but uh that's what you get for eating the fruit yeah it doesn't none of it make like it doesn't make sense it is completely unfair and um the patriarchy down with the patriarchy um (laughs) sorry that's just how I feel about that. Um, yeah. We are pro-patriarchy on this pod. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Um, ooh, a- another practical bit. One of the longest chapters in the Bible, very useful for the time. Uh, God tells Moses how to spot leprosy, mm-hmm. which is very important. Nobody needs uh, their arms rotting off and whatnot. By the way, the uh, you're never going to guess how the Bible says to cure this bacterial infection. Uh, slitting a ram's throat and <laughs> rubbing some essential oils. Like, uh, this is one of the things that just does annoy me about people who take the Bible very, very literally because uh, this is God. And I think God would have, you know, maybe told people about penicillin. Like he could have done that whenever he wanted. But uh, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so you're supposed to slit the ram's throat and put it on you? Or is it a sacrifice to ask God to like relieve you of that? And then you put the essential oils. Because in think, some ways, the essential oils make sense. Right. I, I can understand that. A little, a little aromatherapy but, to take care of your leprosy. But uh, yeah, no, I do think it is just standard sacrifice, get rid of it, not an actual treatment. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay. yeah, ever since I started doing this, uh, talking about the Bible and the podcast, I have been trying to do a joke on stage. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, there is so much more semen in the Bible than I would have ever thought. Oh, and yeah. All over the That's not what I want to say. All over the place. <laughs> but uh, we get another one right here. Anytime a man ejaculates, he is unclean until he takes a complete bath. And anytime a woman encounters ejaculate, she is also dirty until she gets a complete bath. Not not bad, I, not bad rules. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, as my as my book states, I have not had these these full experiences yet. Um, You're but, trying to stay clean. You're making good choices. You know, I was, and <laughs> <laughs> that was. That that was my goal um, a while ago. Now I'm just like, ah, whatever. Um, 
but I feel like, you know, if you get it all over the place, like maybe what, like, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't wallow in it. That's, that, that, yeah. that's not particularly good. Um, uh, God, here's another one. I remember I actually dated a Jewish girl, very observant in my early twenties. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I suggested having sex while she was on her period and she got very upset oh. at me. And turns out it's an actual biblical thing. Do not have sex with women on their periods. Quote, if any man lie with her at all, horrible language here in the King James Version, and her flowers be upon him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He shall be unclean for seven days. So again, everything seven days, they're, they're dirty after the period, they're dirty after giving birth, like all their fertile years, God thinks women are filthy for like half of them. Yeah. Hmm. So you're against the patriarchy. Sounds like God's a bro. Sometimes he does sound like that. And, you know, wow. Yeah, just think of how, uh, how different everything would have been if God had had a daughter instead of a son. Right. Like, that should be an alternate. Ooh, I, has anybody done that, actually? I would be the wrong person to do it, but an alternate version of the New Testament with, instead of Jesus, uh, Jessica, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have not seen that movie, hmm. but that would be an interesting movie. Yeah. One hmm. of us might have to write that. Hmm. Okay. I'm not writing it. (laughs) Dibs, it's mine. The Testament of Jessica H. Christ. Coming soon. Um, Okay. Oh, talk about uh, the literal scapegoat. Did did you know the origin of the term scapegoat before this? Um, no. Yeah, so everybody out there listening, we know the term scapegoat, somebody to, you know, blame things on. Uh, Literal thing from the Bible, it's also literally a goat brought in and Aaron shall lay both hands upon it and confess all the sins of Israel, all transgressions. And then I don't think they outright kill the goat after they just send it away from them. So literally like mm. taking, Oh, it's a shunned goat. Yeah. Which I, I feel. That's a bad. lucky goat. It's I, the lucky of the, of all the goats. Cause he's, he's everybody lucky... else is going to get slaughtered. He's a lucky, lonely goat, though. He's got. He's gonna have. Yeah. He's gonna have survivors goat guilt. Yeah. Maybe. But what find. if he find? Yeah, like so. Scapegoat gets to go out there, gets to build up their survival skills. Then scapegoat finds another scapegoat and Ooh. starts a community of scapegoats, and then starts a whole other like pod a whole other like thing but they all are descendants of scapegoats and they keep scapegoats alive i i I like that i like that idea there's only one issue is that aren't aren't goats all male aren't the females like used or i don't i'm not sure about the goat uh i mean if that's the case you're sending this you're sending out a bunch of like angsty guilt-ridden yeah. goats all the, they're, they're going to become incels they're going to start mm-hmm. they're going to sign on to twitter and start calling yeah. them ugly Ew. the bullies of uh 
yeah, they'll become the bullies. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, again, they mentioned the importance of not eating blood. No soul of you shall eat blood. However, it is important to note that they do. This is something with like ancient man is that we now know scientifically the importance of blood we breathe in the oxygen goes through our lungs the oxygen finds its way into our bloodstream and then feeds into our brain with none of that knowledge they do still understand the importance of blood in this time unfortunately they probably only understand it by oh if something bleeds enough it dies ergo blood must be important Mm, yeah um oh here's an important one uh Mothers and fathers should not be naked in front of their children and vice versa. I, I wish my mother had read that one sooner when I was a little boy. Oh, no. Do you remember? Uh, I, I, I think, like, here's the funny thing. I do think, like, parents being naked around, like, their young children is just, just a thing. It's normal. Right. Yeah. A thing that happens. But you have to be very careful. I, I feel like I was just, like, a weak too old and i remember (laughs) and i remember that much and it's too much it's a week too much Uh, that's great (laughs) actually uh, i i have a horrible story about this so um my stepfather passed away a few years ago and Mm -hmm. my mother has been grieving him and uh she sent me some photos recently Mm -hmm. that she'd found my mom you know how some mothers have a thing for like naked baby photos of mm-hmm. like their children yeah it's like oh that's you at your youngest and your most pure so my mom has like she actually has like a, a triptych photo uh frame thing and it's a picture of me and my two brothers at separate you know all when we were young uh, mm-hmm. naked at the beach my mom sends me a photo one day and it's me in the shower with my stepdad who is also naked and oh. I really had to put together like, wait, what's, I'm like five here. I just met this guy. I don't think this is cool. Yeah. Do you go to therapy? <laughs> I'm trying to get back into it. Thankfully, my stepdad was an honorable man. And in the photo, he, you can only see a little bit of his face, but that little bit says like, Nancy, what the fuck are you doing? Why are we doing this? <laughs> And I gave my mom shit for this. She's like, well, it was probably your idea. I was like, I, a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah. If I was five, I, my, my other idea is let me stick this penny up my nose. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe don't let me put, Maybe. and she even tried to argue like, well, you, you know, would shower naked with your dad. Like that's my dad. I, I, yeah. I, I've probably known my stepdad 18 months at this point. Okay. Mm. I have best friends I've known longer for 18 months. We're not taking a shower anytime soon. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I had to rant on that a little bit. Um, uh, thanks for sharing. Thank, I, I'm glad. <laughs> guys, if you or someone you know has been naked in front of your stepdad <laughs> or your mother was naked for a week too long, please reach out. <laughs> um, oh, so he specifically mentions moms and dads, but again, God is making sure there's no like loopholes here. Uh, specifies not only no ants, but no, you know, uh, no ants by marriage. He's not lying for mm. any trickery. Right. And now, I mean, oh, sorry, go ahead. I mean, that makes sense. Like, you know, the, 
Because the marriage, you're family, but you're not. So it's kind of like the stepdad. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. But it is, but this also, if we go just back two chapters to Genesis, like God had Onan lay with his brother in law's wife, and that like people are hooking up with their aunts and uncles. And I don't know. Yeah. It, Maybe he saw how that went and went like, hey, I'm, yeah, I'm, that's a bad idea. Yeah. I'm, he's I'm, like, I'm cutting it off. No more. <laughs> um, unfortunately, we get the big one here that I warned you we're going to have to talk about. Leviticus 18.22. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is abomination. God sure does throw down abomination a lot. Um. Also very specific here, so this is obviously against uh, gays, but doesn't say anything about lesbians. There's no, yeah. no... As a matter of fact, are any of these rules for women at all? Like, are you, are you guys just, like, scot-free? I think so. <laughs> I mean, aside from the fact that we are unclean 90% of the time, and uh, you know, but yeah, we're, we can we are free to roam around. And that's probably why a lot of people have uh, said that women are more sexually fluid. And it's probably just because, you know, we don't have any rules. And so we get to right. be free. You're heathens, free and filthy. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is something I've, I've wanted to talk about this on stage, but it's such a tricky topic and I don't, I don't want to touch somebody's real pain about their sexuality by, you know, fucking white bullying all over that shit. Mm. But one of the theories I do have about women's sexuality being more fluid is I feel like uh, we talk, we talk about sexuality so much as attraction. I think even more than attraction, there's also repulsion. So for, (laughs) For me, it's not like I'm just not into dudes. It's I think about penises other than mine and it just bums me out. I'm I'm not excited. But because I have dated many bisexual girls, I've dated many bisexual girls and converted them to full lesbian. And I'm not saying that is a hack joke. This happened to me in the last five years. But uh, I have felt that a lot of these girls, and again, this is just my observation, it's probably wrong. But it seemed like a lot of these girls weren't so much bisexual as they just weren't repulsed by women. And, mm. and if you weren't repulsed, then like, yeah, why, you know, I, I like Angela. Why, why not fool around a little bit? So, again, I, I can't really pull that off on stage because it gets to I do not have a face that can talk about this without a. Yeah. Getting... Yeah. Boo this man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cecily, this is your podcast now. I've been informed. I've been uh, fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, unfortunately, this is the chapter, the specific line that is frequently quoted as uh, God saying gays are bad. Um, there right. are those who say that this may be a mistranslation and that instead of man, it is supposed to say young boys or children. Mm. which uh okay that would that's i can agree with that i think we could all get in on board with that one um 
also kind of gross is that you know immediately don't lie with man as it, as with womankind that is abomination and then literally the next sentence is don't sleep with animals either so it's almost like mm-hmm. and you know what that is one of the nonsense things we hear like oh if we allow gay marriage soon you'll be able to like marry a horse which <laughs> sounds insane but oh here's the most perfect book ever written most popular Are people book. saying that oh yeah no that's a as somebody who has come from a from a hometown where people don't think much for themselves yes i have a hundred percent heard that Okay. Yeah. Um, so I have no idea. Um, like I'm not, here's the thing. I think this is more, this is like just more opinion and not whatever, but I think Christians, we like to focus on like there's like two scriptures that talk about homosexuality and the whole there's 66 books in here like (laughs) and there's like a whole lot of other stuff now granted going through the past 18 chapters of Leviticus like there's a lot of stuff that it's like hard to be like this why are we killing goats and all that Mm. but I do think that there's a honing in on something that might not has even been that big of a deal Mm. in uh the whole thing like when when you talk about when you talk about one thing um like there's not like it's mentioned. So obviously it was in some way worth mentioning, mm-hmm. but I don't know that that's the thing. Right. And it, it so, is. but because like it can, we can politicize it mm-hmm. and make it a big thing. It, that's why they go to this, this one and, uh, uh, the Sodom and Gomorrah stuff. Mm. Um, that's why they hone in on that. And it's like, there's like a lot of other stuff. And right, especially as Christians, like in Christianity, the main focus is like, what was Jesus saying? And what was he doing? Right. And you're focused on this Old Testament, like thing. So that's this is my personal political like stamp on how I feel mm-hmm. about it. I don't think it's I really don't think it's a big deal. I don't think that it's a sin. Um yeah. You know, See, it, it, so so it, it, it unfortunately again having never really read Leviticus I can see now how, uh, not that I think it would happen any differently, but I can see how people really, really make a big deal about this because one of the uh, lines immediately after it, because you would think, well, they're not bothering you. It's not harming you. What do you care? Well, literally like a few chapter later, it says, quote, defile not ye yourselves in any of these things. For the nations I cast out before you defiled themselves. 
and the mm-hmm. land is defiled. Therefore, I do visit the iniquity thereof upon it, and the land itself vomiteth out her inhabitants. So almost literally saying, like, don't do this. Also, if you allow this, like, I, God, God is going to pack up and leave your country. And mm-hmm. that's pretty harsh. And unfortunately, it does kind of give license for that, for, you know, that justification of like, well, th- I, this can't be in our community. Yeah. Um, what, whatever scripture you just said, <laughs> that's not what's quoted. So I don't even like what you were saying is like something like you look that up. I don't think people are really looking it up um, in that in that way to make their point. Um, like I said, it's so, it, it, it's in there as yeah. justification, but even if that was never written in the Bible, I would still see that. Like I remember watching a documentary about uh, extreme religion, and there is actually a clip of somebody say, saying in earnest in like the eighties that uh, we have to keep this a holy country, otherwise God will pick up and go somewhere else. Which is, <laughs> and it's, to think America of all the countries is where mm-hmm. God would choose to literally plant a flag. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it's very strange. Very yeah. strange. Yeah. But yeah. My, my wife just came in here and handed off my computer charger because it is not plugged in. But uh, we're, we're, we're rounding the bases. We're coming in on the end of this. If I could plug in my damn... There we go. Um, so again, he really reiterates the Ten Commandments. This is an interesting thing God keeps doing is he'll basically just give a quick cliff's notes like, you know, honor the Sabbath, honor their father and mother. But then he'll throw in other little directives that weren't big enough to get the cut make the cut uh don't print any marks upon you so oh, that, yeah yeah that's the one i failed that test with my tattoos me too i got yeah. one tattoo and i have uh ear piercings oh man i Shame. Shame. have defiled i'm defiled, defiled. um <laughs> this is actually in, in in orthodox judaism this is actually uh the yeah. word that is used like you can't uh, uh many people can't be buried in yeah. orthodox jewish cemeteries if you are tattooed i've i've heard that mm-hmm. and like that's still a thing like uh, that's that's not, well that's not only still a thing but that's also a uh that was compounded also after the holocaust wherein a lot of jews were forcibly tattooed mm-hmm. so yeah, really not good. Um, another one, I, okay, I can get on board on this one. Uh, God says, don't prostitute your daughter as a whore. Practical. So now he cares about the daughters. That's right, but it's also kind of like, <laughs> they're filthy. You're going to get the community filthy by sending them out. Oh. Or, oh. Um, maybe it's just a, a labor law, making sure, you know dad isn't collecting the money <laughs> ah, so bad so bad yeah um ooh, one of the weird things i like this a lot in exodus is uh we get a lot of references to competing gods which pardon me i think we're not supposed to believe are real but i mean right there in the ten commandments thou shalt not worship any gods before me 
for mm-hmm. being the one true God, God seems to talk about other gods a lot, which mm. do they not exist? Or is God like, is he trying to like American idol his way above the other ones? Because we get right here, do not, uh, we get a specific God, Malek, who I looked up mm. was uh, uh, the God, a bull God of a nearby tribe. But that God was specifically, people would sacrifice their children to Malek. Yeah, and uh, so we have right here in the Bible: Do not sacrifice your children as they do to Malek. Uh, stone those people. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after that immediate note, he goes back and reiterates. Also, I know I mentioned the mom and the aunt don't have sex with your stepmom either, because <laughs> God is well, not leaving any windows open. <laughs> I mean, isn't that a whole like porn? We're in a section. Oh yeah, the, no. The stepmom. Stepmom is a big one. Stepmom, stepsister, stepdad. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I I mean I wouldn't suggest it. Seems <laughs> just yeah. complicate. It really it is complicated. complicates everything. Mm-hmm. If you are living in if you are living as a family mm-hmm. and then you are have you so the mom and the dad are as one like they mm-hmm. are together they are married and they are having sex and making decisions about the house and all these things and then you have your sister wife is your you know like your stepchild like that gets weird. That's too much. It's team too much for like <laughs> the whole family dynamic has just completely changed. So I kind of can get around. I can kind of get with like, don't have sex with your stepchildren. <laughs> yeah, as hot as it may be. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm actually oh, okay. My dad, my dad only married once. Uh, not my type. Didn't do nothing for me. <laughs> So, sorry, sorry, Kristen, wherever you are. <laughs> um, oh, and again, uh, this has been interesting watching God say something and then like, okay, I'm coming around to the end. So just to reiterate, uh, don't fuck animals. Stay away from your stepmom. And again, he has to chime in with period sex and add another kind of gross metaphor, uh, quote, and if a man shall lie with a woman having her sickness, he mm. hath he hath discovered her fountain, and she hath uncovered the fountain of her blood. Both of them shall be cut off from among their people. Now, I do not menstruate. I live with a woman who does, so I think mm. I know some things. It's not a fountain, right? That sounds like a lot. Sometimes fountain. it feels like it. <laughs> no um it's not a found it's a it's a bird bath at worst ew, <laughs> i've never heard it described that way and i will never forget it um yeah it's a it's a very interesting it's a man wrote that yeah a dude wrote like also all of this is written by dudes. Um, but like, 
aside yeah, from the, aside from the gospel of Jessica Christ hitting uh, <laughs> bookshelves. Yeah. <soon. laughs> um. Yeah. Like that. It sounds like a dude who was like, "Oh, what's a period like?" And then it's like, "Well, let me try to explain this to my to my friends." Mm-hmm. A period is like a woman has a fountain in her vagina and then it just is a fountain of blood and like i don't know mm-hmm. that's what it sounds like just like dudes who yeah. aren't really sure what Ugh. happens there a, a vagina is a fountain of blood uh <laughs> do not do not throw pennies into it and make wishes <laughs> you can uh... make wishes but don't throw <laughs> pennies in it also, as God, the only wish you're allowed to make is, I sure hope this stops. And she, <laughs> and she takes a bath. Um, there's a weird sentence here I really could not get, but the actual line is, for a virgin sister, a man may be defiled. I don't, mm. I, I, I didn't get it. I looked it up. Um, didn't really have anything. Have another important line here. Uh, Thou shalt not take a wife that is a whore. Oh, God slash shaman. Uh. Yeah. Oh, and but what about the dude horse? Like, what about them? That's what I want to know. They, they are they are God's chosen people, like <laughs> Abraham and all his wives and his fifty-seven children. God's God just gives you a high five, <laughs> and then your hand burns to a cinder because it cannot take the power of God's high five. I don't. I don't know these, but yeah, no, very uh, practical. Even drops like any priest's daughters who become whores shall be burnt with fire. Mm. A little harsh. A little. A little. <laughs> further, further than I would go. I mean, this is why this is why Jesus came along and he said, "Priests just no daughters, no marriage, no kids. I don't need the fire. <laughs> Dad will not budge on the fire thing. It's easier to just make sure you never have daughters." yeah okay and uh so yeah and god basically repeats the ten commandments again only now we get the very clear period at the end of it which is uh the explicit also you'll be put to death for breaking any of these Mm. yeah and that's all i got for leviticus that's that's the whole kitten caboodle did I miss did I miss anything uh, particular in there? I know it's so dense that I know I missed something. Um I just I also like like don't like have sex with someone else's wife. That's one that's somewhere in there. And I think like unless you're in a with the uh um ethically non-monogamous relationship Mm -hmm. but just like you might get punched in the face yeah okay (laughs) like you might if if it's not clear you might get punched in the face by someone else's husband (laughs) or your wife like there's a lot of people that could probably punch you in the face so maybe don't do that um, just, stick, and, just stick to your own wife. I mean, make sure she's clean, obviously. Yeah, like on the two days that she's clean, 
Yes. Enjoy. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can take her out of the house, go go pick yeah. some daisies, and then get her right home and into yeah. that bath before that before that fountain <laughs> starts again. Yeah. And I also just really, I love hand washing. I think it's important. <laughs> and that's why, like, I'm not interested in shaking hands because I don't know where your hands have been and I don't know when you've washed them. And so now I have to wash my hands more because I just shook your hand that I don't know where it's been. And so I think the idea of hand washing is really like he's got a good point there hmm. i uh, i hate washing my hands as a matter of fact if uh me and my wife ever split it's a very high there's a very high likelihood that her always demanding i wash my hands is going to be very high on the list you're walking she's walking in and flipping me off <laughs> <laughs> no she, she's right She's not right. And guess what? I do not have the speakers on. So you, she cannot hear you say, <laughs> shut up, Perry. You're filthy. Get in your bath. <laughs> oh, <filthy>. no. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, actually, you know what? Sorry, c- come here for two seconds. I'm going to bring my wife on. Take a headphone, please. Perry, this is Cecily Alexandra. Hi. Hi. How are you? This Good. is my wife, Perry. Um, we're talking specifically about the book of Leviticus and uh, how God seems to find women incredibly gross. What do, what do you have to say about that as a woman? Uh, I think he's got the wrong biological gender with that one. <laughs> I mean, actually, she, she's right. I'm, I'm saying right here, like, like a six-year-old, like, I don't want to wash my yeah, hair. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, I know some gross girls too, but I definitely... I've never gone into a girl's bathroom and not seen soap. I have gone into several boys' bathrooms and not seen soap. Mm. So, mm. I mean, take with that what you will. But, yeah, <laughs> you're gross. If, if the question is, you're, are you gross? Then, yes, that's the answer. <laughs> okay. So. And you should wash your hands. Yes, wash your hands, you filthy animal. <laughs> Yeah, she, love you, baby. Uh, yeah, she and I moved in together right at the beginning of COVID, and I am not a good hand washer in the first place. But mm. uh, yeah, she has held me to task pretty much since like day one. And every now and again, I I hate this impulse, but every now and again, as a man, you need to refuse to do something just because like I'm not going to be bossed around by no woman one out of every thousand times. Because you're because you have the God complex. Is that what it is? That's right. Yes. Because <laughs> I know everything was going great for me. And then just like a woman, like we should try eating something different. I'm bored. And here mm-hmm. we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sounds, yeah. sounds right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's all I have for uh, Leviticus. Uh, Cecily, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Are, are you glad you did it now after we, we were a little, little trepidatious to start? Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's always fun to talk about the Bible, Old That's Testament, right. Old Testament Bible stuff. Woo, woo. Yeah. I, I have no idea what the audience for this podcast is. This, this started out as like, this podcast started out as making fun of like a very pretentious novel. And then I wanted to keep doing 
books and obviously what book has a bigger fandom than the Bible. Yeah. I don't know what any of my listeners get out of this, but the numbers are good. So oh, okay, good. Well, yeah. there you go. So. And I hope they don't go down because I'm on it. A woman oh. on this. <laughs> I don't know how God would feel about me, the a woman being on your podcast. It's not in the Bible though. There's no podcast written in the Bible. So I'm sure if you looked hard enough, you could find somebody <laughs> trying to find a correlation. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I can figure right. it out. But <laughs> All right. Uh, so Cecily, let's head out. Let us know again where we can find you on social media, what you got coming up. Yeah, find me, uh, Cecily the Great, on Instagram and Twitter. You can look for all the information um, about my book and any show dates and my bio, whatever, and all podcasts I'm on. Um, on my website, uh, CecilyAlexandria.com. Check All me right. out. Cecily the Great, CecilyAlexandria.com. I'm going to end this the way every and yeah, every podcast I end ends this way. Whew, I fell down a well on that one. <laughs> I'm going to stop recording, but you and I can still chat for a second. Have a fun week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>